Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Thought Thinkers, welcome to another episode of Run On Thoughts. I know, I know, I know, life is lifing, and here I go bombarding you with more ways to self-help. I hope you're not sick of me because we're getting ready to have another conversation about some of the things that we do in this life while life is lifing. But before I get started, I want to stand in a place of gratitude and thank all of those who have been listening from the very beginning and welcome anyone who is joining us for the first time. Welcome. I hope you subscribe and become a thought thinker. You can email me at Think at runonthoughts.com or runonthoughtsmedia at gmail.com and put hey help in the subject line and I will do my best to answer your questions and from time to time I will answer those questions online. You can always go to runonthoughts.com to listen or you can feel free to listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or even iHeart. Thank you. Now. Let's get started. Today's episode, To Settle or Not. And this was inspired by Donna at work. She said she read this, she saw this quote on social media and thought that it represented a group that we're in. And I thought about it and I realized that at different intervals in my life and at different areas in my life, I think that I fit all three of these ideas. So with that, I don't have to put anybody into one bag. I can absolutely take accountability and responsibility for what I'm about to say. The quote was, it was from Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City, season five, the last episode, the only season with eight episodes, and they say it's because someone was pregnant. But anywho, it was episode eight, I Love a Charade, and this was in 2002. And the quote from Carrie is, some people are settling down, some people are settling, and some people refuse to settle for anything less than butterflies. At this stage of my life, I absolutely am the person refusing to settle for anything less than butterflies. And the funny thing about that is that butterflies and owls are my favorite species. Those are my favorite animals of all time. I love butterflies. I love the story of the butterfly. I love how it doesn't start off as beautiful to many, but yet it comes into its own and then it flies away. It doesn't have a long lifespan, but the journey is the beauty. And I think that we need to rec- recognize the butterfly more. So with this quote, I decided that I was going to do a podcast and I was going to unpack every part of this quote. Some people are settling down. So then I went ahead and said, of course, let's look up the definition of settle. Resolve or reach an agreement about an argument, perhaps. But it's to resolve or reach an agreement. And we're not talking about settling a debt. We're talking about how people settle. And then I looked up how do people settle in a relationship. And it, there is a difference between settling down and settling. 
Settling down refers to the idea of establishing a long-term commitment, committed relationship with your partner. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with making a choice, choice to settle down with a partner. Whereas settling, this is the word that we're going to hone in on today. Settling can imply compromising your own needs and desires in order to make the relationship work. And that, my friends, is the part that I do not want any of us to do. I do not want us to dim our own light in order to exist in somebody else's light or somebody who drains us. And I, like I said, I have been in every last one of these predicaments. I have settled down right? I have settled and I have also now chosen to never settle again. I'm going to first start with settling down. Of course, I grew up in an environment that encouraged you to be grouped together and encourage relationship. But the problem with sometimes encouraging relationship is that no one first encouraged you to get to know yourself. It's like they're programming you to be a thing for someone and for that someone to be a thing for you. But the problem is when we get in these relationships and we don't know who we are, then I believe that we don't even know what to ask for. So I'm growing up, I'm in relationships, they're not working, I'm wondering why they're not working. I think of myself as an intellectual who understands what I want and what I need, but the truth of the truth is so much of who I am was conditional on the voices in my head and the things that I have seen from the other men and women that existed in my life. And there are times when I was in a relationship right because i thought i was settling down and i realized that i was settling and the crazy thing is that i believe that there are many of you out there who don't even recognize that you are settling because you have been so misinformed and you believe that settling down is what you're doing there is nothing wrong with settling down if it is a choice and there are even people who settle and it is a choice right you're saying all right what the fuck i'm mine as well but that is not healthy for your psyche that is not healthy for your soul that is not healthy for no parts of you to be out in this world and to just be settling for anything so while I was in a stage of my life when I thought that I was settling down, I recognized that I was living a life that had been told to me that I should be living. You find a man, you do as you're told, you put up with more crap than you want to. It's traditional values, right? And I had attached my value as a woman to what a man actually thought of me. I believed that I was a better woman because I cooked, because I cleaned, because I forgave, because I went to bed crying about things that I did not necessarily want to accept, but my love was conditional on the fact that I put up with these things. Like I'm a good woman because I have the capacity to be walked on, because I have the capacity to be stepped on, because I have the capacity 
to stay in and stay down. And oftentimes there are men who have also been conditioned to believe that the only way a woman loves him is when she has put up with his shit and his beard, the brunt of his mess and has watched him humiliate and disrespect her all in the eyes of she was there for me or she held it down and she stayed down while I was putting her through the dirt. Ain't that some shit? But that is conditioning. And I too have been there. And I know that there are many of you who have been there who don't even realize that you are staying with someone because you believe that it is the right thing to do and not necessarily because it is what you want to do or what you even feel is right. You are trying to settle down. And even when my... Hmm, I had a cognitive dissonance attached to relationships, right? Because my brain knew that I wasn't happy. And my brain knew that I did not want to be in this. My heart knew. My brain and my heart were in alliance, right? They understood that this was not what I wanted. But I still found it hard to leave. I still found it hard because I didn't recognize that I had attached more than just my brain and my heart. I had attached my identity. I had attached my identity to the thing. I attached my identity to saying I have a man. Didn't matter what type of man. Nobody asked that part. But that I had a man. A piece of a man. A man that didn't uplift me. A man that didn't that didn't protect me or provide or do the host of other things that I require in my soul. But yet I stayed because of the social norms, because of the conditioning attached. And I recognize that even in a patriarchy, right? The reason it needs you to be less than is because it, because the more you have and the more you think and the more you read, and the more you get to know yourself, the more you understand that you are not just a role in the society. You cannot just fulfill other people's needs forever and constantly negate your own needs. That is not sustainable. You cannot do that forever. And so what is happening now in our times is that choice is happening. And people don't like the uprising of choice, right? Are women different? I don't necessarily believe that women are different, even though I've said that women are growing. But the truth is that I don't necessarily even believe that we are growing. I think that who they have always been inside, if they've had the courage, the strength, the will, and the support to express who they really are, if they had the support of the environment and the people and their social status to say who they were without consequence, right? Example, married to a man. Said man is the provider and the protector. They're not even doing that much protecting. But anyway, he's the provider. He pays for the roof over your head. He pays and for you to be able to stay at home. And it's not able to stay at home. I'm talking about from a time when that was considered your job. You took care of the family at home. That is a job. I repeat, 
That is a job, a full-time job with no vacation, no days off, and 24-7, right? So when said man asks, so in order to get a man that provides, because your provisions are a need-based, you need the money to be able to live on this here earth, right? You need food, you need shelter, you need your children to be taken care of and what, and so people raised you to be what the man needed so that he would want to provide for you in a way that didn't make you fucking homeless. Ain't that some shit? So you were taught how to put up with cheating. It's not that women put up with cheating or accept cheating at higher rates. It's that I was brainwashed and taught how to put up with your, with your cheating. Because what the fuck was I going to do? Leave and live in a car and not have any resources? Because what people fail to realize is that there are many things that women do that are new concepts. Home ownership, bank accounts, working with children. All these things are new concepts. So if the society didn't hoist you up or surround you or create a space where you could thrive outside of the confines of a man, then many of us would still be stuck in shit, smelling like shit and wondering why we smell like shit. But as the world is changing and women are gaining agency over their own bodies, what is happening with agency is choice. And there are many men who do not like that choice. And I'm sure that there are many men who are right with this. I think that this is why we are topsy-turvy and right side up and upside down. It's because choice is happening. And many people are experiencing a fate where they have to be liked. But they've never had to be liked because as your job and the role of provider, when men say, feed me, F me, and be quiet, right? If you depend on somebody for food, you can't say that that is not all right with you. You just have to take it. So when the society was set up for your survival, I do not blame any of those women who put up with this foolishness. And truth, I don't even blame men because they too are conditioned to be. That may not even be who he is, but remember these boxes, these boxes that the society needs for you to exist in, these boxes are why so many people aren't happy, men and women. All these ideas I hear of people talking about why can't we have the relationships that we used to have in the past? And I'm like, the fuck are they talking about? Even love is a new concept. People were getting together for an agenda to take care of the family, to pull resources together, for the mom to be at home, to take care of the children, to build a legacy, the man work, to bring home the money in order to take care of the family. This concept of love that needed to be loved and your needs met, first of all, everything is easier now. So when Big Mama was washing clothes, she was using a washboard. She was making pasta from scratch. She was cooking all the food from scratch. Everything was laborious. But now, it seems like we got a lot of time to think. And that in itself is extremely disturbing. So yes, 
I too have been in situations where I thought I was settling down and I was settling. How many times in your life, guys, have you settled? Man, oh man, oh man. I hear the multitude of conversations online telling people that their standards are too high. And that often confuses me because when you tell someone that their standards are too high, you are essentially telling them that you can't meet them, right? Can't meet them, don't want to meet them, and are not those things, and you should go ahead and just settle for me. Is that what you really want? Do you really want someone to settle for you? Settling for you can be twofold, right? I can love you so much that I allow you to treat me any old kind of way. Or I can know that I don't love you at all and you can do whatever the fuck you want to do because I don't really want to be here. And either way, it's not healthy. And people seem to be so afraid and they are existing in fear. And it is the fear that is forcing all of these ridiculous conversations online where people want to skip the process. People want to skip the process and jump right to a long-term relationship. But no matter who you are, no matter what you say, no matter what you need your first date to be, the truth of the matter is that there is no right or wrong, right? You get to be who you are. But you first have to have the emotional intelligence enough to get to know who you are. You don't just say it based on what other people like, right? I hear men say, buy her flowers. Don't buy me flowers because I don't like flowers, right? But that's because I have gotten to know who I am. And because I know who I am, it's not just about what I want. It is about what I need and about what best complements me. And the reason I say that is because I often hear a lot of people, both men and women, talking about what do you bring to the table. I don't bring shit to the table. And don't ask me what I bring to the table. And I won't ask you what you bring to the table. I will simply have a conversation with you and I will listen. And I will try to listen more than I speak. I know that's hard to believe because I talk a lot and my thoughts are always running. But in a relationship, I try to listen because people always tell you who they are. I don't necessarily want to tell you everything that I want. I want to know who you are because your character matters more to me. Are you kind? I don't need to know if you're going to be kind to me at first. I need to know, are you kind to those above you? Are you kind to those below you? I want to know, do you have discipline, right? And I can't say, do you have discipline? I have to examine you, right? That is why we are in conversations. I will see if you are disciplined. So many people fall in love with words and they are not falling in love with blind actions. And what I mean by blind action is I didn't tell you what I want. I am watching you be to see if we complement each other. Because if I tell you that I cook and I clean and I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, what does that matter if I don't love your character? 
or you don't love my character. What does that matter if those are not the things that you need? There everything there is levels to every fucking thing. Everything is on a level. Right? Somebody may be willing to hire a maid. And you know another thing? As a woman, my status, my levels, your love language for me should not be that of maid. It's demeaning. Right? Now, if we are in love and I want to cook for you, it is not my job. It is an act of service that I do for you. But if you are asking for this as a job description when I come in, even women who say, I'm not dating no broke man. One, relative. But I also recognize that those come from a place of trauma of fear and recognizing that sometimes there are women who choose to only want men with money because they have already put a bitter taste in their mouth about you. They have they already believe the worst of you. They already believe that you are a liar and a cheater. And if I'm going to be with any one of you, I might as well be with someone with money. That too is a form of settling, right? That is some fucking settling. You are saying that I would rather have things than love. And the problem with that is that we all need love. Which is why some of those girls are mean girls. I've been in situations with women and environments and I really don't like the mean girl. But it seems that all the mean girls really are abused. And that's some crazy shit. But I don't want you to exist in, being, in, in settling for anything. And I want you to, I, we're all afraid, right? The dating pool is garbage. Men are saying it. Women are saying it. But that is because I believe that we are all leading with fear. And instead of getting to know each other, everybody seems to want to know what they're going to get in the end. And the problem is that that's a representative. If you meet me and you say, who are you? I can tell you anything. I'm smart enough to be able to decipher who you are and to fit into any category and fake it if that's what the fuck I want to do. And the same for men. They can do that. So why? Why are we going off of what people say and taking it as that is their bond, that that is who they are? What you say don't mean shit. There are still people who believe that first impressions are valuable. They don't mean shit to me. That is a job interview. That is when I brushed my hair all the way back, took off the crazy nail polish, put on a black suit, and I showed up to meet the criteria that I believe you wanted. But that ain't who I am. Right? That's why so many workplaces are unhealthy. Because I showed up with my representative based on what you said you wanted. But that is not who I am. So my suggestion is that the people who seem to have these criterias are the people who seem to be doing the most settling. And now for the last part, me and who the fuck I really am and why I am so proud of myself and how I am able to share these ideas and my philosophy with you. Because remember, nothing that I say should be etched in stone, right? You should take what you need and you should throw the rest away or put it somewhere for a later use, right? It's all just to inspire thought. Because we are thought thinkers. But that last part of the quote, 
when she says some people refuse to settle for anything less than butterflies. This is where I exist. And I am going to tell you that at first it was a very hard place to exist. I have had one real hard breakup. And the crazy thing is that the hard breakup wasn't even the breakup that was attached to the most love, right? But when you give someone everything you got and they give you nothing, the hardness comes when it's over and you don't recognize yourself and you have to scrape up what's left of yourself from the floor and rebuild. The beauty in this rebuilding is that you get to know yourself. You got two choices. You can stay on the floor and broken or you can look at the shit or the broken pieces of glass and say, okay, accountability. Because accountability breeds responsibility, right? And so I make myself accountable and responsible for all of my decisions, even what happens to me. That doesn't mean that I take people off the hook who have wronged me. That's why I don't believe in blind forgiveness. I can recognize what you do. I can not forgive you, but I can assess it so that I can gain knowledge of how to move forward differently if possible, right? Acts committed against me, I may not be able to move differently, but if I can, I will. So all the things that happen to us, good, bad, or indifferent, we get to draw from it. That is why I constantly want you to exist in a space of unpacking and unlearning behaviors so that you can grow yourself and so that you can be your most authentic self. That is what I want for you guys. I want you to be your most authentic self. And on my discovery, while I am building up the self that is my authentic self, because after being put on the floor and after being treated like shit and after being asked to desire to be treated like shit, I recognize that I better get to know me and I better get to decide who I am, whose I am, what I am and what I want. And that was the blessing in the break. The blessing was that all of the societal norms, all of the patriarchy, all of the trauma, all of the everything that I have been given also broke. So I could reconstruct back into the body that I came to this earth as. One time I had a boyfriend tell me in an argument that I live in the motherfucking magic garden. And that's the truth. And from that day forward, I decided that that was my truth. I do live in the magic garden. It is a place that I have chosen where peace lives. And everything inside this magical garden is about who I am. And I go into this magical garden to decompress and I go into this magical garden to fill up my cup. 
because everything that I then give to you guys and to my friends and family and to work comes from the fact that I have filled up my cup. And on this journey of filling up my cup, there are people who believe that I no longer want to be in a relationship. And that is not my truth. My real truth is that I desire to be, I desire to be loved wholly and I desire to love wholly. I would like a companion that God has chosen for me, right? Because God knows who I am and that I can recognize who that person is and that person feels the same way about me. The crazy part is that on top of even that, I recognize that I have no desire to live in a home with someone. So I would need someone who doesn't want to live with me. And I have been speaking that fact for over 15 years. You can ask my friends. Before it became this thing, I have been talking about not living in the same home with a man. I want you to live down the street, even next door. I need to have my own space because I need for my home to look like who I am. And I don't want to put those conditions on someone else. I have a popcorn bar and a hot chocolate bar. I have games. I have virtual games. I like to live a life that looks like youthful joy, right? And I don't want that imposed upon me. I don't want to compromise that I'm not having sheets or pink sheets or whatever it is that I want. And I recognize that oftentimes in relationships, people make sacrifices. And I don't want you to sacrifice what you want. If you want an all black room with 10 TVs on the wall, that is what I want for you. That is not what I want for me. I don't want to share a bed with someone because I like it to look the exact way that I like it. I don't want to compromise on that. I don't want to come home every day from work and cook. I don't want to see your laundry on the floor. I don't want to see these things. And the men that I am attracted to in my age bracket, those are the things that they want. But I want them to have what they want right? But I can't offer that. And men tend to believe that I am traditional because I am a matriarch in my family. I celebrate Thanksgiving. I cook for 16 hours, but it is a labor of love. It is my act of service. It is my initial gift to the holiday season. That is why I buy the takeaways and I enjoy it. I enjoy acts of service on my terms, right? I enjoy being able to provide for myself and right? So the things that I want from a partner are someone who is living a joyful life and wants to share his joy with me, right? And we go on trips and we go on dates and we explore. I don't want to dim your light. I don't want you to dim my light, but I have no desire to compromise. And I don't want you to compromise, but I also want you to adore me and I want to adore you. And that is why sometimes when people say things like you're going to be alone forever, I don't even understand what that means. Alone is not the place that I am afraid of. I am most afraid of being with someone and feeling alone. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.